The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Daf Samech. Today's Daf is being studied. We begin today's Dafa Nuntet Amud Bet. We are starting from the Mishnah Magdish. Betoch Sadeh Havero Shelo Birshut. To make a gadish means you're making a pile of wheat. And you're doing it in your friend's field, but you didn't get permission. Came the Baal Sadeh, the owner of the field, and his animal ate it. The deen is patur. Why? Because who asked you to bring in your stuff? You brought it without permission. So you can't hold me liable, the Baal Sadeh, if his animal ate it. And if the owner of the field's animal got damaged, so the owner of the Gadish has to pay. Again, because you did not bring it in with permission. But if he got permission, so then already the Bala Sadeh is Hayab for the damages. Comes in and says, Lema Tenan de lo if you remember, we learned earlier in the Masechet, a famous machloket between Hakanim and Abi, when a person tells his friend that he gives him permission to, let's say, bring his animal inside, does that mean he's accepting upon himself to watch the animal as well? Or does it mean, no, I'm giving you permission to bring it in, but you're responsible for the damages? So the be held that when a person says, I'm giving you permission, but unless you explicitly say and I'm going to watch it, so then it's at the risk of the person that owns the animal. You have to say explicitly, and I am accepting upon myself, Shemira. So Al Mishnah, Lehmat Tenand Lo Kerebi, it sounds like Al Mishnah is not going to be, Dehi Kerebi, Ha'amar Achi Kabir Alad Ba'alabayit Lishmor. And in our case, at the end of the Mishnah, it just said, Dehi Mikdish Bereshut, which means he just gave permission to come in, so it says, Ba'alasadeh Hayav, even though he didn't tell him, that I'm going to be responsible. He just let him bring the stuff in. So that's not like the B, because the B says you have to explicitly say, I am accepting upon myself, Shemira. He didn't do that in Amishnah. All he said is, yeah, you have permission to bring it in. So Amishnah is not like the B. Amar Papacha, Benatar, Bedare Askinan. Over here we're talking about, as she says, Shomera Geranot. The watcher, the watchman of the granary. Shemina the custom was la asot kol bnei abekah begorin ehad 
Everybody would take all their wheat and they would make one big pile and they would appoint a shomer to watch the pile. So what happens? They pick somebody's field, let's say, according to a rotation. Uh, this month we're going to put all our wheat in a pile in so-and-so's field. Now this guy comes along and says, can I bring my stuff in? The shomer of the gadish, he's the manager. He comes along and says, yes. Even the Rabbi will agree that when the Shomer, the manager, gives permission to bring the stuff in, that's as if he's accepting upon himself Shemira. Once he tells him, come in and make the pile, it's as if he's telling him, come in and I will watch it for you. So even the Rabbi agrees, there's a difference between the Baal Hasadeh and the Baal or the Shomer of the Gadish. The Shomer is considered an implicit permission that he has, that he's telling him, I'll even watch it for you. We go to the next Mishnah. A person, let's say, gives a fire over to a Hiresh, somebody that's deaf, a Shoteh, somebody that doesn't have Da'at, a Katan is a minor, and what happens, he takes the fire, this Hiresh Shoteh Vekatan, and goes, burns down somebody else's field. The deen is patur bedine adam vechaya bedine shamayim. The person is patur from paying damages bide adam, but is indeed chayav bide shamayim. Why? Because when a person gives the fire to these things, to these people, he is considered a gorem. He didn't do it directly. It's called a gerama benezikin. Indirect. Indirect damage, you can't get the guy in a betin on earth, but he is responsible. Bide shamayim. Come now, uh, even though we have a general rule that shiluchoshin adam kimotov, and therefore, let's say I appoint a shaliyah to go do such a thing, but still in this case it would not work because there's no shiluchot for these three types of people because they have no da'at. And therefore, cannot even become a shaliyah, even if, let's say, you sent them bifirush to go do uh, damages. Because there are no shilichot for these type of people. Correct, that's what the Gemara is going to say. Shalach biyad pikeyach. Oh, but if you sent, let's say, the fire. The hands of the pikeyach, that's somebody that has da'at. So then already hayav, meaning hayav, afilu bideh adam. Okay, because he is a bar da'at. Okay. In this case over here, the principle is that even if he bifidush tells the uh, 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 the fellow to go uh, do it over here. The Gemara is going to say that the pikeyah is hayav. Shalach biyad pikeyah pikeyah hayav. Because the rule in shaliyah the dvar avera. Meaning, if I tell you to go make a sin and you go listen to me, I'm not on the hook. The one that did it is on the hook. Why? Because we have a rule. He cannot come along and say, well, I was listening to God that sent me. You should listen to God. If God tells you don't do something, and the student tells you to do it, you don't do the student. Therefore, in this case where he sends the pikeyah to go burn somebody's field, you're making him a shaliyah. The pikeyah is going to be hayab. Echad evi etaur. Echad evi etaetzim. Okay, now we're talking about partners in crime. One guy brings the fire. Another guy brings the wood to fuel the fire. Right? Why? Because he's fueling the fire. The fire alone didn't have power to be mazik. What do I want out? 
But the guy that brings the wood and adds it to the fire, so he's fueling it. So he's going to be hayah. Thirdly, one guy just brought wood. Wood alone does not damage. The other guy brought the fire and added it to the wood. So the one that brings the fire, obviously is going to be hayah, because he caused the damage. Another fellow came along and he bellowed or he blew on the fire. He went like this. He blew on it and as a result the fire got started because he needs to defend it and therefore it caused it to, to, to travel. So the one that fans it is going to be Hayab. Again we'll see the actual cases uh, in the Mishnah, the case is talking about where if he wouldn't have fanned it, it wouldn't have went out. So a direct result of his fanning, it caused the fire to travel. Good. Then it says, Which means, if let's say, the uh, one guy brought the fire, one guy brought the wood, one guy fanned it, but with all that, a regular wind would not be able to carry the fire to damage came in unnormal wind which was not anticipated and now all of a sudden the fire went and burnt, all of them are going to be peturim, since at the time that they did their action, there was no way that the fire was able to spread that is the deen of the Mishnah we talk about over here giving a fire to a herish, shotev katan. what exactly did you give them? Lo shanu eda shemasar lo gahelet veliba. It's talking about over here that what? That when are we going to say that you're going to be patur? Is when you gave the hiresh a coal, and the hiresh had to fan it, and as a result it went out and damaged. Abal masar lo shalhebet. But if you actually gave the hiresh to katan. A torch. He gave him the ready-made fire already. Then already hayab. Your actions caused it. Which means, Bishlava, when you give him a coal, it's not ready yet. So the Hedish has to add, or the certificate has to add the fanning for it to go. So it says ma'asim. Mashiach, according to when you give him an actual shanhebet, so therefore ma'asav ka garmulo, therefore you're going to be a hayab. Rabbi Yohanan Amara filu ma'asav no shanhebet. Patur. Ma'i ta'ama, tsafta de heresh garma lo. Tsafta de heresh, which is even though you gave him a, a, a flame, but the, the holding of the heresh, which means the fire doesn't damage on its own. The heresh has to hold it and place it somewhere, so therefore to ignite it, so therefore the Gemara says that she eats up that civet civet which means over the actual grip maybe we'll call it, of the mm-hmm. right, of the, the grasp, the grasp of the Hadesh is going to cause it, so if we have a fantastic look, we need to understand this look the Rabbi Yohanan and the Shlakish Rabbi Yishlein the Shlakish says that what coal not Hayav Shalhevet, yes Hayav the Shlakish says, even Shalhevet, not Hayav. Rabbi Yohanan says, even Shalhevet, not Hayav. So what's the case where he says Hayav? So it says, Velo mechayev, ad shiimsor lo, gavza. Gavza is uh, thorns. Salta is fine pieces of wood. Sharga. And fire. When you give him like uh, all the ingredients of the fire itself, there Rabbi Yohanan says 
that that's considered your ma'asim. That we need to understand this as well. He still has to grasp it. I mean, at the end of the day, he still has to hold on to all the ingredients that he put. So why is this more considered hayav than in the case where he gave him a torch? So the uh, the mefarshim say over here, and they explain it as follows. Because for three, they ask the question. They say like this. Since it's the way of the when you give him these items, all the ingredients, he plays with them. He's a Qadish Tabi Kadan. Which means when you're giving him all the ingredients of a fire, he's going to get into trouble with it. For sure, he's going to go to a place where he can ignite it and start making a fire. Which means, when you give the shalhevet to the Kharishtu Vikatan, it's not automatic that he's going to go and uh, uh, do that. It's more direct. When you give the Kharishtu these ingredients, that he's going to go and start making a, uh, a fire with them, because you gave him the thorns, you gave him the fire, you gave him the wood, and so therefore, uh, that's the nature of a Kharishtu Vikatan. You're going to go and play around with it, and therefore it's like you, you caused it yourself. But what is indeed the makhluk between Nabi Yohanan and Shlakish over here? If you remember, we learned much earlier in the Masechet, a very fundamental makhluk in how to learn the uh, mazik of Ish. Shlakish learned Isho Mishum Mamono. And Nabi Yohanan learned Isho Mishum Hetzio. Let's review that makhlukat for a minute. Fire is a funny type of damage because it's considered uh, uh, I started the fire over here right, or whatever and it went out on its own there's other factors here, there's a wind you need a wind for a fire so what's the mechanics why I'm hayab? it can be one of two things it can be Adam mazik I myself did the damaging or it can be my mamon that was mazik and the bin of Kaminot that Jigamana earlier said Rishtakish understood Isho Mishum Mamono Ish is like Mamon Just like you have Shor Shilcha Shemazik So you have your money You have an obligation to watch your money That it doesn't damage Your Ish is part of Mamon and Mazik And therefore When you didn't watch your Mamon and Mazik You're going to be Hayav to pay That's the way Rishtakish understands Whereas the Buhanan understands No Isho Mishum Hetzio it's like his arrow. Meaning, just like a person has an arrow and he shoots it, that's considered mikoho. Therefore it's considered like Adam and Mazik, even though the arrow is out of his hands. And now it's taken by the wind and it's flying, but it emanated from his kawah. So the Buhanan looks at fire. You started the fire, that's like a hetz. And therefore, Isho Mishu means it's considered Adam and Mazik. Oh. So based on that mahlokat between Mishtakish and Yohanan, that's the way we have to explain the mahlokat over here when you gave it to a Hereshoteh, the Katan. So let's go back. Mishtakish said, if you gave him over here a Gachelet, right? So if you're learning that it's Mamon and Mazik, so what do I give him? I gave him my Mamon, but my Mamon over here did not have the power to be Mazik the way it was. The Hereshoteh had to blow on it and fan it. Therefore, the way I gave it to him was not a problem. But if I give him my Shalhevet, 
So therefore, even though the Hiresh himself goes and does it, it does not have to reflect back to me. So long as that's my Mamon, which is my Shalhevet, so therefore, even though I gave it to Hiresh to Tavikatan, it's prepared. He doesn't do anything just but to, to go and do it. Whereas according to me, Hiresh says, no. Bottom line, if I learn that he shows me Shum still you need the goof of the of the of the of the Hiresh. He's got to hold it. Therefore, the holding of the Hiresh cannot reflect back to the Adab Mazik. So therefore, he says it has to be in a way where we can reflect the Maasim of the Hiresh back to the owner where he gave him the the the, 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 the all the ingredients of the fight. Where it's Vadai, the kid's going to play with it. It's as if you tell, it's as if you're going and moving it with, with his hands as well, as if you yourself made the fire be Adai. So the Machlok the Shakish of Yohanan is based on their Shitot of. Or Mamono. Comes the Gemaran continues Shalach Biyad Pikeyah. Hapikeyah Hayav. Good. If you sent the fire in the hands of a Pikeyah, the Pikeyah is going to be Hayav. And then what it said in the rest of the Mishnah, the Mishnah continued and said, Liba. If he fanned it, or he blew on it. Now the Gemara goes into semantics for a minute. What's the proper word in Hebrew for fanning a fire? Is it liba or is it niba? So the Gemara says, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Mandetani liba, lo mishtabesh. Mandetani niba, lo mishtabesh. Both kirsaot are correct. We have pesukim to support both. Mandetani liba, lo mishtabesh. Dikhtiv belabat esh, by the sne. It's called a labat esh. Fire. That was a, uh, 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 a raging fire, so to speak. Flaming. A flaming fire, good. So, Labatesh, that's a flaming. How do you get the flame? By fanning it. When a person speaks, speaking is called Nib Sefatayim. When a person speaks, what happens? Air comes out of his mouth. Nib Sefatayim, the, the air that comes out of his mouth when he speaks. So, therefore, when you would say Niba, Right, the vapor, that's the air that you're putting on the fire. So therefore, niba, liba is the same concept. Comes the Gemara and continues. Libeta haruah, kulan peturin. Amishnah said, the guy came and fanned the gachelet of the flame over there. And when it damaged, he's chayab, because he caused it. However, if the wind came and caused the damage, so that for anybody that was part of the of the mazik meaning, they got to put the wood, they got to put the uh, fire, so on and so forth, they all are piturim. So now the Gemara is going to explain the case. Tanurabanan, we have a brayta. Liba ruah. He fanned it, but also the wind fanned it as well. And as a result, the fire went and damaged. So you have a partner over here. It's him and nature. Im yesh belibuyo hayav patur. If there's enough power in his fanning to cause it to damage without the help of the regular wind, he's going to be hayav. If not, he's going to be patur. Very similar. That's, that's the way we would understand. Which means, you got two factors over here. His blowing, and the wind. So it depends. If his blowing would have done it alone, made the damage, 
then already it's going to be Hayah. But if it wouldn't have done it only through a combination of the, the wind that was present, so then already it's going to be Patur. Comes again when it says, Amai, why? What do you mean, why? Leve kezore veruach mesayato. Kamara asked a question from Shabbat. One of the lamitet milachot is zore. What is zore? Winnowing. What is winnowing? The farmer has the wheat. So first, he threshes it. Dash. He bangs it. He separates the wheat from the chef. That's all mixed up. He takes it, he throws it up to the wind. The wind comes along and blows the chaff because it's light. And the heavy uh, wheat falls back down again. Now that's a melacha that cannot be done unless he has the help of the wind. And what does it say? If he does it on Shabbat, he's chayab. So therefore should be the same thing over here. That you're right, I blew it. And I also got help. By the wind. And it couldn't be done without the wind. So what? I should be a chayab. Just like I'm a chayab on Shabbat. I should be a chayab. The Gabe, the Mazik, Rashi on the second line. Leheve kezore. The chayab mishum. Melechet melechah b'Shabbat. Avapi sharuch mesachayato. In order when there's help, you should who? Megbiat tevuah. Berachat shikurim playa. When he lifts up the... Uh, playa. Playa. The playa that causes the... Hita uh, and the chef to go up in the wind. That's the Gemara's question. So comes the Gemara and says, few answers. We've got three answers. Then the fourth answer. Abba Rabbiye, Hachemimai Askinan, Kegon Shliba Mitzad Ehad, Vilibato Aruah Mitzad Aher. Which means over here, he blew on one side the fire to go one way to the east, and the fire and the wind blew the other way, which really would take the fire to the west. And therefore, as she says, "Delo ahani ihu," which means his blowing was not helping, or the the wind that was blowing, they were not partners. Which means the Gemara is conceding. You're right. It was. If there was a partnership where the wind was blowing in the same direction as he was blowing, it would be Hayat. Just like on Shabbat. Where the wind is helping the guy be Zoreh. Happened to be over here, they were against each other. He was blowing the fire in one direction, the wind was blowing in another direction, so there was going to be Patur. Because it's not the Pshad Ruach Misayat over here. The Ruach Misayat to blow it in a different direction. In a Kherimah, by Zoreh. Hayat, you know why? Because he and the wind are working together. To do the melacha. But shake it here, if the wind would have been blowing in the same direction that he's blowing, he's a bihayav. Even though he couldn't do it alone. That's the point. Even though he couldn't do it alone. Even though he needed the wind to help him, hayav. Shabbat. And the wind is blowing the other way. Therefore, no, it did not, did not help him. That's the first answer of the Gemara. Tabas is another answer. But again, it's the same Yesod. That we're comparing the Zikin to Shabbat. Rabbi Amar, Kegon Shaliba Beruach Mesuyah. Good. Which means he fanned the coal when there was a ruach mesuya present, a common wind, 
And with the common wind that was blowing, nothing was happening. So therefore, in Ikhara may be patur. And all of a sudden what happened? Uh, an uncommon wind came and, uh, and blew it over there. Oh, so in that case over there, you cannot hold him responsible. Because since at the time that he did, really I'll tell you, if there was a partnership between him and the wind, Hayav, Kemob, Shabbat. Over here, what does it mean? When is he going to be Hayat? If it's talking about where normal winds were blowing at the time, and his Libui compounded with the normal winds were able to make the fire, Hayat. Our case of here, he's Patur, he was doing with a normal wind, it wouldn't have damaged. All of a sudden, a gust came. But again, same principle. You're going to be Hayat, even though it's a partnership. Look at that sheep, please. Okay, go on. شلي <laughs> But on Shabbat, all you need is a Ruach Mitzuyah. That's, and that's what this Kabbalah On Shabbat, a regular wind will serve the purpose. Here happened to be a regular wind wouldn't have made the fire. And what happened? All of a sudden, a non-wind came, a strong wind. It was going to be patur. Third answer, but same concept. Rabbi Zerah Amad, Kegon de Samera Samure. What did he do? He breathed on the fire. But he did not bellow it. What does that mean? Ashi. Samrat samure. Lashon ishtat samirta. That's the Gemara Shabbat. Hamimta kilomar. Shelon napach mamash. He didn't bellow it or fan it like we learned till now. Ela b'neshima. Kederech ha-mechamem b'neshima tot yadav. Like a guy goes, ah. You know, he, he's, when he warms his hands up with his, with his breath, the same the enzeli bui klal. That's the which means you know what a guy's patur over here. He didn't even fan it. Oh, but it says he fanned it. No, it means he just blew like that on. That doesn't count. That's nothing. But in the chenameh, if he would have fanned it and combination with the ruach, what have caused the damage? He'd be hayaf, just like on Shabbat. Have it to be here. It's not even fanning bichlal. Right? You didn't blow it strongly at all, and therefore nothing. But if you blow it regular, even though you needed the wind to help you, hayaf. Mm-hmm. Again, the common denominator between these three answers is Nizikin and Shabbat are the same, even though you couldn't have done it alone and you needed the help of the wind, you're going to be Hayab. Now we get the about face of Rav Asher. Rav Asher ki amrinan zore viruah mesayato hani mile le'anyan Shabbat temelechet machshevet asra Torah I'm sorry. I argue on your premise that you want to say that Shabbat and Nizakim are the same and have the same guidelines. And therefore, all your answers were on that premise that what? That if you the Ruach is the Mav'ir or the Milabeh, I argue on that. I actually hold Shabbat. There's a different gedir. What's the gedir on Shabbat? The Torah was mechayev melechet machshevet. Which really means what? Kavana. When I went out to the field that Shabbat, with my rachat, and my chef, and my wheat, what was my kavana in this act? My kavana was to be zoreh. 
in a Khirameh. I needed the help of the wind. But did I accomplish what I set out to do? Yes, I did. When I threw it up in the air, my kabana was for the wind to blow it. That's what the Torah was behind you. You accomplished your machshava. True, it, it, it was the aid of the wind. But the Gaben Nezik, to be Hayav and Nezik, you have to be the one that does the damage directly. There's a deen in Nezakim called Gerama. Gerama is Patur ben Nezakim. And therefore you want to tell me, I was blowing on the, uh, fanning the fire. My fanning wouldn't have done anything. It came an external force called the wind, and together with my fanning and the wind, it already created the fire, I'm going to be Patur. Why? Because I'm not worse than the Goreh ben Nezakim. I'm only a contributing factor, but I didn't do it directly, because I needed the aid of the wind. And therefore, do, and Avashir's basic answer is, your whole premise of your question is wrong. Mm-hmm. Your premise was, did you keep Shabbat at the same gay then? No. no, it's not so, they have a different gay then. She says, exactly. The guy wanted the wind to accomplish this film over here. But Nizikin, I don't care if the guy, Kavana, no, Nizikin, the gay is, you got to do the damage yourself. You did the damage now. Uh, uh, because you helped cause it that's already a deal of Ptur comes the next Mishnah guy sends a fire okay <coughs> he's lighting his fire let's say uh, for his own purposes but he didn't watch it he started the fire in his own in his own backyard afar. it consumed what? Stones, mm-hmm. afar. Stones, I guess it made them black. Black, mm-hmm. black in the stones. Afar. Earth. So it like uh, singed the earth, and if I guess you can't uh, plant in it anymore. Oh, hayav. Okay. Shnei emar ki tetzeish umatzea kotzim v'neichal gadish o akama o hasadeh. Shalem Yeshalem Hamavir Et Abbaira. So the Gemara is going to be Doreshis over here. Anything that it burns. Okay? Kitese Estudium, you send out a fire, it found thorns, it ate the Gadishes, the pile, or Kama, or Stokes that are standing, or Sadeh, Shalem Yeshalem. Amar Rabah, Lamali Dechatav Rahmana Kotsim. Gaddish, Kama, Sadeh, why does it have to give four different examples? Tzirich, Tikatav Rahmana Kotsim, Atamina Kotsim, Udahayav Rahmana Mishum, the Shiyah, Kabayu, Ushiyah, the Pasha. Kotsim are flammable. It's normal for fire to go and burn the thorns because I guess they're dry. So in that case, this is the Hezekish Kiyat's common, uh, common damage. That's what the Torah said. A person is considered negligent if he burns Kotsim. However, Raval Kaddish, Toshkiyah, where really a fire is not so perfectly found next to a place where you have uh, piles of uh, weed. Therefore, it's not such a negligence. Emalo, I would say maybe not Chayav, if we have a special person, this is Kaddish. Okay, that's a significant loss. You burnt the whole guy's uh, pile of wheat. Aval could seem the other way, but by thoughts, they've said what? It's only a small, insignificant loss. Therefore, I need the two words could seem and gadish. What is the pshat an insignificant? Why would I think it was insignificant? You're not going to be hayab? Thorns? 
so he explains it over here. Because you're not mazik biyadayim. If you're mazik biyadayim, mamash, then even din me'ak, din peruta is the same thing. But here I would say, give him a pass. It's not mamash him, it's the ish that did it. He started his own field. So I would say maybe we give him a bar, okay, insignificant thorns. You make a guy pay for thorns now. It's not like he went and actually smashed the thorns. The fire went and did it on its own. Okay, kamash malan, no difference between. Gadish and Kama. Can you Kama? How many Kama is the standing wheat in the field? Ma Kama begalui or to teach me? Just like Kama, what is the properties of Kama? It is revealed. It is exposed. Af kol begalui to come to exclude Tamun, famous machlok between Hakamim and Rabbi Yehuda, the obligation of Tamun beish. According to the Banan, it's a big hadush. Let's say I have a field. Okay. A guy comes along and he hides his wallet in his field. It's a good place to hide it. Another guy comes, burns the field down. The guy says, by the way, besides, besides the wheat that you $10,000 damage in the wheat, I had a wallet that had $100 or $200 of cash inside. I'm adding that to the... Sorry. I don't got to pay for the wallet. Why? Because that's called Tamun. The Torah only obligates me in Ish on Kama. Kama is things that are visible and, and noticed. But things that are tamun hidden underneath the surface, no hayu for the fight. That's not Kama. Oh, the Gemara comes along and says, All the Biyudan, the Mahayyavan is Ketamun Ba'ish, Kama Lamani. But the Biyudan says, Yahayavan Tamun. What does he do with the word Kama? Let a boat call Ba'ale Koma. It's coming to include all items. Which means, things that even are not normally made into a gadish, into a pile. Mm-hmm. Trees, uh, animals, <coughs> and things like that. Any item that stands in the field itself. How do they know to include all things that stand in the field? From the extra word, oh. comes to include. Or is needed to come and separate the items. Because you would have thought, well, maybe you don't have until you burn all the items. All four items. Come on, Shalom. Or to tell me, no. Either this alone or this alone. How do the rabbis know to separate each one? Because they learned already for um, something else. Right? They learned all the all types of kama. Oh, there's another one in the Pasuk. Because it says over here, O HaSadeh, so they learned the O of the Sadeh. That already learned the O of Kama to come and be Mechalek. So what does he do with the O? What do you need with the O of the Sadeh? So Gibraltar says, I need the Kadavid, I'm going to know Kama, Katab O HaSadeh. Right? To keep the Pasuk consistent. Which means, it said, oh, come on, I need that all. Oh. Once they say, oh, come on, put all I said as well. But only, where's the rabbis? They say, no. Oh, come on, teaches me what? Let a boat call me nekoma. And oh, I said, it teaches me the deal of lechalek, to separate each one. Sadeh, lamali, comes in, come on, so what do I need the word sadeh in the pasuk? For le'atuye li'achaniro. If a person burns his friend's plowing, meaning the furrow that he plowed, singed it, or he singed and blackened his stones. 
And if I'll say, if I'm Hayab on these items, certainly I'm Hayab on things that are more significant, uh-huh. let the Torah just write Sadeh. If I blacken the guy's stones, I'm Hayab. If I singe his field, certainly on the other items. So Kandri Gavran says, no, Sirika. But other items, the ground itself, for example, that uh, it says Kama and Sadeh to teach me that even the ground itself. Is going to be Hayav. Look at Ashi, please. She says, "Havamina mashibasade." I would have learned the word "sade" means things that are in the field. If it just would have said "sade," my first inkling is to say, "Yeah, things in the field." For example, Ashi, "Tivua kamar kera." I know kar kamar mag, not the actual field itself. That's what says kamar. So I know the things in the field. So then what is Sadeh coming to teach me? The actual field itself. So all words in the Pasuk are accounted for. Come together, I can use Amar Abishimwe, Benachman, Yamar Abiyonatan, in Puranut Ba'ala Olam, Ela Bizman, Shadeshaim Ba'olam. Trouble comes to the world when there's a Shaim in the world. Ve'ena Mathelet, Ela Menat Siddiqim Tehillah. But the Puranut, the trouble begins where? On the Tzaddikim. Shre'emar, ki tetzeesh, umatzea kotzim. Ematai esh yotza. When does the fire, the wrath of God come out? Bizman che kotzim mitzuyina. When you have a lot of thorns. Who are the thorns? Rishayim. Ve'ena matchelet ela minat Tzaddikim te'ala. But the fire starts. But minnan on the Tzaddik. Shre'emar, fene'echal gadish. Gadish is hitting, is alluding to like a, a, a pile of wheat or a group of tzaddikim. The wheat is the sustenance of a person. The wheat is primary sustenance. That's referring to the tzaddik. It doesn't say which means before the Puranut comes to the world the Gadish already has been consumed meaning that the Tzaddikim go first that's already a, a, red, a, a warning light that this Puranut coming once you see the Tzaddikim start uh, get punished then that's a signal that danger is coming into the world why does the Esh come out? because there's weakness there's a shout in the world and what happens? Already you see that Sadiqim are passing on and they're leaving the world. So then you know already. What does it say? By Makad Bechorot. When the Jewish people were in Egypt. Right? It says that the Jewish people were not allowed to leave their doors, their homes, till the morning. Why not? Once already God gives permission for the Mashrit, for the Malaka Mavit to go out and do his work. So now he does not discern between the Tzaddik and the Rasha. Why 
when the Midat Tadin is out, Tzadikim go first, Shneemar, Vechrati Mimech Tzadik Verasha. Now, this needs to be explained because we know in Mitzrayim, on Makat Bechorot, we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself came down. Ani velom malach. So how do we learn this over here? It says, Keman shinitan reshut lemashit. Where was the mashit over here? So some want to say that you had the mashit, the Yetzirara, or the Satan, the Malach HaMavit, that was out on that night as well for the general, uh, like every night. So therefore, this is a general principle that uh, at the night where it's prevalent, where the mazikim are found, because mazikim are found more prevalent at night than in the day, so the general rules, that happened to be an Israel, but its application would be any night where there's mazikim mitzuim. In Egypt, Canada, that was a place where the mazikim were uh, prevalent. So therefore God saying, be careful, because even if you're a tzaddik, the tzaddik can be affected, and the tzaddik gets affected first. Nice. Now what do you want the pasuk to say? The pasuk says, Vechratim memech tzaddik v'rashah. That's about one of them first. Can't put. The Gemara was there from there, tzaddik is first. How would you want the pasuk to say it? If it wasn't teaching me that. Put rashah v'tzaddik. Okay. Could have said Sadiq im Rasha. Mm. The fact that it said Sadiq Verasha, they want to make that deal to end. So Sadiq im is together. But Sadiq Ve is Sadiq is first. Oh, when the Rabbi Yosef heard this, the Rasha, Bakhir Rabbi Yosef. The Sadiqim are considered so much like nothing that even when it comes to the punishment, they go first. Sadiq it's good for them. Why? So they don't have to see what's coming. Before the trouble comes down to the world, takes the tzaddik. So it's this benefit that she says, Just like we saw by... Metushelah, that God did not want to bring the flood until He took away Metushelah, and therefore that was Tibuta. That's as good. Gemara continues and says, Amar Amarav Leolam, Yikanes Adam Bechi Tov, Veitze Bechi Tov Shleimar, Vatem Lo Tetsu Ish BePetach Beto Ad Boker. What does this mean? Bechi Tov is another way of saying Beod Hamazurahat. When the sun is still shining. Because it says in the Pasuk, or Kitov. So Or is Tov. So it says, when the sun is shining, Yalin Bamalon. Check into the hotel. Don't travel at night. And in the morning also, don't leave until the sun rises. 
That's simple interpretation. Sakana. At night, you don't know the roads. So therefore, but not a person could uh, get into trouble in the morning as well. So wait between basically the nuts of this Kemal is travel by sunlight. Check in before it gets dark and travel the day by day. Which means the reason why that she says Yikanes Adam Bichitov is Tov is just a nice way of saying light because uh but she says, Haor ki tov kiva tov hu latsitbo. It's, it's good to travel by. That's why it's called tov. Vilikarit mutem masikim vadistim. Now she refers to two things. The spiritual items that come out at night, called masikim, and then the physical robbers that are out at night as well. And as I added, the roads, so therefore better to travel by day. Comes the Gemara and says, Tanura banan, we have a brighta. Dever ba'ir. If there's pestilence in the city, go into the house so you do not catch the disease. Stay inside. The best thing is to get out of the city totally. But if you're in the city already, so you might as well stay inside. That's what the Mephalashim say. So he writes over here that Ashbash has a question. If you were Nixar to die from Devir on Rosh Hashanah, what's going to help you if you go inside? Okay. So the answer is that Ashbash says, If a person puts himself in Sakana, he brought it to himself. That's like a person committing suicide. A person doing something reckless. It wasn't Nixar that you're going to do something reckless. You have to be shomer yourself to the best of your ability. You have to make a hishtadlut, not to do something dangerous. The Chavot Levavot learns this, that it's not a hasaron and betachon, if a person acts in a safe way. He learns it from Shemuel Navi. Shemuel Navi was told by God to go appoint David. He got a clear instruction from God. Go appoint David as the king of Israel. What does Shemuel tell God? Ech elech v'shamach Shaul v'haragani. How can I go? Shaul's going to hear about it. He's going to kill me. What do you mean? God has told you to... And you don't see anywhere, says the Benu Bahia, that God rebuked him. On the contrary, God told him, oh, good point. Do it in this way, and uh, it won't be a problem. So you see, you're allowed to take the proper precautions, and on the contrary, if Shaul didn't take the proper precautions, he would be responsible. So therefore, the Gemara is saying over there, in that case over there, person has to not just be reckless, oh, okay, I'm, uh, don't worry about it, he has to put himself in the house. Go my nation into your rooms, and close the door behind you. The end of the Pasuk says, Wait a little, Rega, even a moment, until the anger passes. The Herev of the Malach is on the outside. And inside the people are scared. Now it should be noted, the Gemara is going to say in a moment, what do you need the three Pesukim for? But they use this Pasuk in Yeshaya as a, a prophecy of some sort to what has happened in the modern times. 
where the Jewish nation that lives in Eretz Israel were bombarded throughout their wars with Scud missiles and different types of attacks, and they had to create in their homes a Heder Atum. They had to create in their house a sealed room where for a few seconds, until the explosion hits, they would have to go into room, and the Prophet says exactly, Lech ami bo Prophet says, go into your rooms. And close the doors behind you. You have to wait just a few seconds. Until the anger, until the za'am passes. So you see over here, it has applications even to our time. Just let's learn the, the three chutah, the three pesukim. My ve'omer, we need three pesukim. Let's review three pesukim. Don't leave your own houses. The Gibran says, My ve'omer. Oh, you might think that what? That only when they're dangerous at night. Because it says, However, but in the day, you would have said, like, you don't have to stay in your house. To come and teach me what? Even in the day. Because the Pasuk says over here, Okay, how, how do we know let's talk about the day? Because they know, let's talk about the day. Maybe you'll say, the only time you have to go into the house is what? When there's no fear in the house, when the house is a protected place where there's no fear in the house. But if anyway you're going to go into the house and there's going to be fear in the house, maybe it's better to go outside and stay amongst people because maybe the Malachavavah is not going to attack a group. That's why it says, Even if in the inside there's fear, Still, and therefore, you should go inside nonetheless. Look at Rashi. Emma. Let's get all the words. Even in the house, this kid. From the Malachim Mavit. Last point. So you get the three Pesukim. First Pesuk is night. Second Pesuk is even the day. I would have thought, only stay in your house where it's... There's no fear. But if there's fear in the house, maybe it's better to go outside and be with the people, and the group is more protected. Better to be inside. Last point about Be'idan at a time of anger, he would close the windows. He said, the death is coming through our windows. So you see over here, as she says, Satam Halonot. Gemara continues, Tarab Banan, Ra'av Ba'ir, Tazir Raglech Tashna Imar, Vahir Ra'av Ba'aris, Vahirid Avram, Misraima, Lagur, Sham, Deomer, Imamarnu, Navoahir, Vahra'av Ba'ir, Vahmatnu, Sham. So Gemara says, if there's a famine in the city, go to a different place. Maybe you'll find Mazon. As the Pasuk says, there was a famine in the land of Canaan, and Abraham Abinu went to Misraim. So you see, as a result of the famine, he picked up and went somewhere else. And it also says in the book of Melachim, there were four people that were Mitzuraim. They were lepers, they were sitting outside the city. They said to each other, What are we saying over there's a famine? So what did they do? They said, We can't go to the city because we're going to die. 
So therefore they said, let's go to Mahane Aram. If they give us life, we'll live. Mihayenu, mihayunu, nihye. Dimimitunu, vamatnu. So you see what? When there's famine, you have to make a move. You have to go somewhere else. The Yabarah says, my Omer, what did you need a second pasuk for? What was the matter with the pasuk from Avraham Abinu? Maybe the only time that you go to a different place is when, in this, in this place that you're going to, they definitely have life over there. They have food, and you're not going to put yourself in danger. However, in the case of those four Mitzurahim, they were going to Machane Aram to get food. And they said themselves, if they kill us, if they give us life, not. And if they kill us, we're going to die anyway. So it seems they were putting themselves in Safek Sakana to the place they were going. So you might have thought that maybe only if you're going to go to a place where there's no Safek Sakana, that's when you're supposed to pick up a new. But if there's a place that's going to be Sakana, maybe you shouldn't pick up a new. That's what it says. Tashema. That even on a safek, you're supposed to go. Rashi says, uh, Let's catch up on the Rashi. It's one of the four lepers that were sitting outside the city. So you see why it was a safek if they were going to live in Aram. And still, safek nevashot, you go to the new place. If there is a famine in the place that you are already in, comes Gemara says, "Tanor banam, David Ba'ir. If a person is in a city where there is pestilence, al yadichad be'emsa derech, do not walk in the middle of the roads. But the Hashem malach because the malach is walking in the middle of the streets. Since he has permission, the malach to kill the people of the city, he walks in a revealed manner." Shalom Ba'ir, if there's peace in the city, Ali Alech Betzide Derachim, do not walk on the side streets. The Kevin the Letle Deshuta, since he does not have permission to kill the people in the city, Mehabbe Habuye Umsege, he hides on the side streets. Now, the Mefarshim explains this Gemara of Hedrash Besh, says the Kavana over here is talking about a person who is in a healthy state and a person who is in a sick state. So he writes like this. If a person, let's say, is in a um, healthy way, which means he has good health, so therefore he has to follow the the middle road of taking care of his uh, health, which means in ma'akal, in mashkeh, in his malbush, in his sleeping, in his waking up, and all his anyanim, uh, not too much and not too little. That's when he's healthy. However, in the time of a so then already you have to be extra careful. You cannot go in the middle way. But you're normally, you know, eating and sleeping at an, at a, at an average uh, way. If there's danger, meaning he's sick, then he already has to go to the extreme. And he has to be extra careful what type of foods he eats, and extra careful that he gets more sleep, and extra careful that he takes care of himself and wears warm clothes and things like that. So that's what the Gemara means over here. If there's sickness in the person, don't walk in the middle of the road. Don't act like you normally do. Then you have to take the extreme to be extra careful on how you tend to your... Health comes to give us tanur banan. Debir ba'ir. If there is pestilence in the city where people are dying, ali kenes adam yachid bet keneset. Do not go into the bet keneset alone. Shemal achamavit mafkid sham kelav. That's where the malachamavit leaves his tools in the synagogue. The only time you shouldn't go into the synagogue is if the children are not reading Torah. Or they're not praying with the minyan in the synagogue. But you don't go in the synagogue alone at the time that there's David in the aid. But if there's either children learning in the synagogue or there is a minyan, there is no 
pounds. So again, the Rashbesh explains over here that a bit Knesset, that there's no teachers that are teaching the students or the, the children over here, they should get punished. Every city has to have a bit Knesset where there's Minabditi no court and there's uh, boys that are studying Torah. The Gabriel says, Ba'avon bitul Torah banim metim barminam. Then the Avon of bitul Torah, the children die. And the world stands on Haval Pihem Shatirakotchel Betraban Shirohatu. And the similar, the Gebra says, when a Kadosh Baruch Hu comes to a Bet Knesset, and he sees that there's not ten people, Miyad Hu So the Gebra is giving us over here, that the key to protecting the city is to have a Bet Knesset where there's ten people praying, and to have a city where there is Menadet Yinokot that are teaching the, the uh, children. That's the Kavanah of the Bright, that the Malacha Mavid leaves his weapons in a synagogue that doesn't have a Minyan, and in a synagogue that does not have that's where the danger comes when you don't have these two things in the city if the dogs are crying then already you know that the angel of death is in the city if you hear the dogs laughing that's the son of the is in town which means when the, and the dogs are laughing, that's an, only an indication that he's in town if there's no female dogs around. If there's a female dog around, he's laughing because he's not a female dog. So therefore, to be a pure sign, it has to be, she says, Right, the reason why he's reacting is because of the, so it seems over here, that the dogs, even though they have no da'at, but a Kadosh Baruch Hu created them with a certain nature that when the Malachim Mavid is in town, they sense it and they cry. And when the Leon is in town, they have a certain uh, uh, nature that they're able to sense it as well, and therefore they laugh. So Rabbi Amiv Rabbi was sitting in front of the great Rabbi Rabbi Yitzhak Amar le One of the rabbis told Rabbi Yitzhak, Please tell us a halakha. Tell us a gada. So he started to say, So the other rabbi said, No, I want you to say halakha. So he started to say halakha. The other rabbi said, No, I want you to say agada. What's going on over here, he says, I'm going to explain to you a mashal. He says, the guy that has two wives, one's a young wife, and one's an old wife. The guy's hair, he has white hair and black hair. So the young girl, the young wife, wants to take out all the white hairs from his hair. And what? And the old, and the, and the old wife <coughs> wants to look old, she takes all the black hairs. Whatever's happening, he's bald on both sides. So the same thing over here. <coughs> You're telling me to speak, You're telling me to speak, Halakha. I start to speak this, you stop me. I start to speak that, he stops me. So I'm bold, I'm going to say nothing. You know what, I'm going to tell you one Hadush that will satisfy both of you. That's both the Vre'a Gada and the Vre'a Lacha at the same time. The Pasuk says, Right? It says, the fire will go out and it will find thorns. So it says, Tetzeh Sounds like that the fire goes out by itself. <coughs> However, the end of the passage says, <laughs> But then it says what? It's considered that as if the person himself made the fire. <laughs> Which means, when a person uh, makes a fire, uh, it's considered that what? He did it. But in the first passage, So make up your mind. Which means, <laughs> sounds like it was in his reshut, and it left his reshut. 
to somebody else's reshut. Where it says hamavir is mashma, he went into somebody else's reshut and actually made the fight. So what is the pasuk talking about? Look at Ashi. Ashi says the shavia l'tarbaich. I got that. I'm going to tell you. 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 You like it. You like it. You both enjoy it. Okay, so it's a God says that what I am responsible to pay for the fire that I consumed the Beit Hamikdash. God says I put a blazing fire in Sion. That God put a fire in Sion on the Beth of Megdash and it devoured the foundations. God says, but I'm going to rebuild the Beth of Megdash and fire Shane'emar. So he says, God says, I am obligated. I made the fire and therefore I have to pay. So what does this mean? She explains it. We really caused the fire. The fire was really our fault. We caused the Beit HaMikdash to be destroyed because of our deeds. It wasn't really God that destroyed the Beit HaMikdash. We destroyed the Beit HaMikdash with our Avonot. That was Kitetzeish. But what? But the one that burnt it was like a God says, I'm going to rebuild it. Even though it happened, not because of me, it happened because of you, Avonot. But God says, I'm going to repay and rebuild the Beit HaMikdash. Even though he didn't destroy the Beit HaMikdash, the was destroyed because of our Ma'asim. But HaKadosh takes the responsibility and he says, I'm considering myself as I was the Bo'er, I'm going to rebuild the Beit HaMikdash. And the Torah says, I destroyed it in fire, so I'm going to rebuild it in fire. That was the Agata Shebo. Now it's Talakha Shebo. What's Talakha? The Torah opens up and says, you didn't do it, your mamon was mazik. But at the end it says, Shalem the Adam himself did the fire. To come and teach me what? That the fire, Hayyub is Mishum, his arrow. And just like a person's arrow is considered gufo, because it's coming from his kawah, so too the Hadush of Shalem that even though you didn't do it directly, it's we consider it like your heads, and therefore the punishment is Mishum. Hitzio, like the Yohanan learned in that famous Malachim of Yohanan and Shishtakish, you learn from the Pazuk Amavir at that the Esh is Mishum Hitz. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Patacha Katuv Beniske. Shezik Mamono, the Kiki Tetze. Mashma, Mazma. Shedik Betok Shedo. Right, he lit the fire in his backyard. Belkavid Al Kabatok Shedo and went into somebody else's field. Besiem Beniske Gufo, Shekerom Mavir Beyadayim. It's that he himself did the Havara. Mishum Hacho Kezorek Hits. Like a guy that throws an arrow. Shemazik the Merahok. With damages from far. The Iugufe Avid. We consider he himself doing the damage. Hachaname. Iugufe Avid. He himself made the fire. Benafkamina. La Hayevo Bedala de Barim. Imuzak Adam. Very good Nafkaminaz. We learned earlier in the Masikhet. According to Rabbi Yohanan, that says, Esh is Mishum Hacho. That's Adam Mazik. Let's say a fire would, let's say, attack or damage a human being. 
So there's four payments that you have to make. Nezek, Sar, Shevet, Ripui, right? But Masha'ekin Mamon Shehizik only has to pay Nezek. So therefore, you see, there will be a tremendous nafkamina how you learn the Hayuv of Ish. If you learn Ish is Mishum, Adam Mazik, Adam Mazik has to pay all the payments. Masha'ekin, if it was Mamon Mazik, there would not be the four payments. So therefore, that's a big nafkamina that she reminds us of how you can learn the Hayuv of Ish. Comes again and continues in a story. That was in the book of Shemuel. This is when David Melech is fighting against the Pilishtim okay, in one of the uh, in one of the wars over there. Okay, just to get the uh, the story over here, let's get. Uh, I'm going to read you some of the uh, background of this Maasid that's brought down in the Navi. It says, "Ve'aharav Shama ben Age Harari." From the mountain, the fellow's name was Shema ben Agir. They asu Pelishtim lahaya, and the Pelishtim gathered to the uh, to the war. Vatishem halkat zemed adashim, and there was a field over there filled with lentils, adashim, and also meleaseonim, also filled with barley. The Aram nasbet Pelishtim, the nation was scared, so they ran away from Pelishtim. Vayyasit betoch halkat yetzle vayach et Pelishtim. God smote the Pelishtim vayas teshuag gedola. God brought a great salvation for the Jewish people against the Palestinian. David was hiding out in a cave, in the cave of Adulam. And the Palestinians were hanging out in a place called Nefaim. And David, as in Mesudah, was the Palestinians in the he was over there in the Mitzudan, the Palestine was in Betlachan, David So David had a desire, and he says, Who's going to give me water? From the wells of Betlachan, Asher Bashad. So the three Giborim of David and they went to get water from but he did not want to drink them. He poured them as a korban to God. God forbid that I should do this. That's the story of the Navi. A strange story. He asked for water from Bethlehem, and they bring him the water from Bethlehem. And he says, Shalom, I'm not, uh, I'm not drinking it. What exactly? Simple pshad is, he was thirsty. David came from Bethlehem, and if he was used to the water of Bethlehem, that was his uh, taste. So the said to me, if I bring me water from Bethlehem. When they brought him the water from Bethlehem, he decided not to drink it for whatever reason. So now we need to uh, read the story through the eyes of Hazal, that when he was asking for water from Bethlehem during this war, he was asking something much deeper. Comes again and says, David who is going to give me water? Me bore betlech mashel bashar. Vayilkushto to giborim. David's three strong men. B'machanet pedestim. They they went to the machanet pedestim. Vayishavu ba'im me bore betlechem. Asher bashar and they brought it to David. Comes and goes. Micah me ba'yale. What exactly did David and Melech want? So then the Gemara is going to explain that David and Melech was actually sending a question to the rabbis in Yerushalayim that were in the Sanhedrin. So he sent his Giburim to go ask the rabbis the following question. Actually, the Sanhedrin, I'm sorry, was sitting in Bet Lechem. <coughs> so it says, What was his question? 
Who do we follow in the halacha? Do we follow Hachemim that says Tamun Ba'esh is Patur? Or do we follow the Be'udah that says Tamun Ba'esh is Hayab? What in the world is he asking this question for in the middle of a war? Upashtule, might the Pashtule, and they answered him what they answered him. So we have to see exactly what is this referring to, which means David the Melech had a She'ela that came to him as he was in the war, which means. Um, the Jewish soldiers burnt down a Gadish of Yisrael, and the guys Kelim were underneath the stalks of wheat, and therefore he needed to know the Dean of Tamun. In the war, happened to be a Jewish field was burnt. And the guy had claimed, hey, you burnt my Kelim. So the Bidim I know it's a Mahlokan and Tamun. There was no Mahlokan yet in his time, but Kanade, there was a Mahlokan already, Me'az, what the deen of Tamun was. So he said, ah, before we give a psaq, let's send the, send the she'ilat to the Sanhedrin. Tamun ba'it, do we have to reparate the sky or not? That was a she'ilat, they answered whatever they answered him. Because that's one version of the she'ilat that was sent to the Sanhedrin during the war. Version number two. Rabbuna Amar, Gidishim, Deseorim, Tisrael Avu. There was barley fields of Klai Yisrael. Ah, and the Pilishtim were hiding under the Jewish fields of barley. So he wanted to know, can he burn the fields of barley of the Jews in order to kill the Pilishtim? Are you allowed to save yourself by destroying the money assets of your friend? Can I hear the Palestinians coming after David? Now, the Sheila wasn't, are you allowed to? But die, pikuah nefesh, you can do anything. And the Sheila of David was, you have to pay. Which means, for sure, to do it, you can, to save your life, you can destroy the field. Sheila is, can I, uh, do I have to pay for such things since I was doing it? Because I needed to save my life, to burn the Palestinians, even though I'm ruining the guy's field. Or do you say, no, you have a to burn the guy's field, but after you burn it, you got to pay the guy. That was the shit that the Vidamelech asked. They told him, really not allowed. Meaning, <coughs> you can burn the field, but you gotta, you gotta compensate the guy, and you gotta pay him. However, you're different. You're the king of Israel. The king is able to break through, to make a path, and nobody can tell him anything. He's eminent domain. The king is able to go into a guy's field, tell his soldiers, break the wall down, make me a pair because I want to travel through, and nobody can tell him anything. That's the deen of a medic. So therefore, normal guy would burn down the field of his friend to save his life. He has to pay. You, you're the king of Israel, you have nothing to worry about. That was a shayla, and that was the answer from the Sanhedrin in Beit Lechem. Third interpretation of what the shayla was for banana, Gedishim disorim the Israel avu. There was um, piles of barley that belonged to the Jewish people. Ugdishim the Adashim the Pilishtim, and there was ba- ba- piles of uh, Adashim is uh, lentils that belonged to the Pilishtim. Okay, they came by a little. The question was like this: Maoli told Gedishim should sell him the Israel liten lefne behemto 
Amenat l'shalem gedishin shel adashim de pelishtim. Every Amenat needed food for his animals. So he said, I want to take the se'urim of Yisrael, without permission, feed my animals, almenat that when I beat the pelishtim in the war, I'll pay them back in se'urim, in adashim, which incidentally is more expensive. So the she'ilah was again, I want to steal now, not steal, I want to take without permission, we'll call it, to feed my animals. But don't worry, my intention is to pay them back. When am I going to pay them back? If I finish fighting Pilishtim, I'll get all these uh, piles of lentils, and I'll pay them back. So are you allowed to take something as a necessity with Kabbalah to pay back? That was the Sheila. <clears throat> so comes the Gibran says, Shalhule, Havol Yashiv Rasha. Which means the Rasha, when he returns the mashkon, when he returns the uh, collateral, he pays the Gezela that he stole. Which means, Which means, yeah, even though the guy returns what he stole, the Torah is calling him a Rasha. Rasha Gezela Yishalem. Yeah, the Rasha returns the Gezela. So this is a show, you can't steal with Kabbana. To pay back, even though you have a plan. However, you're the king of Israel. You do whatever you want. The king again is able to bore, make a hole in a fence and go to a field, and nobody can tell him. So you can do it, but regular people will not be able to do it. So there's three interpretations of it. Either he asked them, Tamun Ba'ish, stomach question. Either he asked them, the Sheila is the Pilishim were hiding out in the field. Now that seal. Or he was saying, stop, I want to feed my animals with my monarchy Israel, I may not to pay them back. Oh, based on this reinterpretation, we have to understand the rest of the story. Because when he got the answer back, he didn't want to drink the water. Which is mashma, he didn't accept the psak of the Sanadin, he wanted to be mahmid on himself. That's what it means. He didn't drink the water. He wanted to be ma- and it says he gave it to Hashem. Meaning he was stringent. So he was which is according to the last version that says he wanted to switch the Se'urim of Israel with the Adashim of Pelishtim, like the third interpretation. Because we have a Pasuk, one Pasuk says, Which means, Se'urim. We have two Pasukim. One says the field was filled with barley, one says the field was filled with lentils. Oh, so according to the Shittah, he said, yeah, we'll explain it to me. He took the barley and he replaced it with Lentils. That's why one pasuk says barley and one pasuk says lentils. That's alluding to the switch that David Melech wanted to make with this barley that he took and to replace it with the lentils. <clears throat> but according to the pshat, that says what he wanted to burn the seorim where the pedestim were hiding. What do we do with these other two pasukim over here? Because make up your mind, one pasuk says barley, one pasuk says lentils. If you want to tell me that there was a switch, barley to lentils, no problem. But if you're telling me what, <coughs> that they were hiding out in the barley fields of the Jewish people, and the question was, can I destroy the barley fields to save myself, what do you got to do with, uh, with lentils? From where did the lentils come in? So Kazakhiran says, Okay, good, there were two fields. The Jews didn't only have Barley fields, they had lentil fields also. So therefore, just like they were hiding out in the barley fields, the Palestinians, they were hiding out in the lentil fields. You thought there was only barley, they had lentils also, but it all belonged to Israel. Good. 
which means the pasuk says over here that what even though it's mutar, David told the giburim that he had go save the field. We have a save to save it. Save from don't burn it. That's what that's svayatzileha. He commanded his giburim to go save the field, save it from fire. And but according to the opinion that says what that he was just switching, meaning that we're going to eat this field and pay back. Another field, my Very simple. He saved it from being switched. We mean they didn't allow it to be eaten in order to eventually switch it by paying back lentils. So normally means saving it from like a destruction, total destruction. That's like a fire that's consuming. Here vayetzila means no. It's a temporary destruction. temporarily. Even though he's planning on paying it back, David was mahmir on himself. He didn't even allow them to. You know, he's the king. Did not allow them to eat it. I'm mean, not to pay back. According to these two versions, we understand which means now we understand why you need barley and lentils. Either that the Jewish people had two fields, barley and lentil fields, and the Palestinians were hiding in both of them, or according to the second shot, he wanted to switch the barley for the lentils. However. But according to the first version, that he had a simple question on Tamun. He wanted to know Stam. A guy burnt down somebody's field. He, he burnt his Kelim as well in the field. So the Vedic wanted to know what's the deen in Tamun. What does it got to do with Bali? And what does it got to do with uh, lentils? What's the Pshat of it in the Pesukim? What do you need those Pesukim Miklal? Amalach. He had two questions. He had Tamun, that's Stam, and one of the virgins that we just said also, the Gabe, the Bali, and the lentils. So there's really two questions that Vida Melech sent to these other First of all, Stam, we have a Sheila. God burned somebody's field down and there was Tamun in there. What's the deen? Second question, either the Pinishtima hiding in the, the Jewish fields of barley and lentils, I want to know, can I burn the fields to save myself? So, or the second, or the, the other version was he said, "I want to burn the barley fields of Clyde. I want to feed my animals with the barley fields of Clyde and pay them back eventually when I uh, recover the uh, Palestinians' lentil fields." So he's asking the Tamu plus one of the other two questions. According to the two versions, now we understand what the Vim is. He didn't want to drink the waters. Amar ika Right, David was Mahmid. That means he didn't want to drink the waters, meaning he didn't accept the psak of the Senate because he wanted Mahmid not to switch the fields and not to uh, burn the fields to save himself. However, but a is a simple question of Tamun. What do you mean? He asked the They gave him a tradition, they gave him a Gemara. There's no one yet to be Mahmid. In the other cases, they told him, really, it's Asur for a regular guy. But you're the king. Oh, so, already heard Isur, I'm going to be Mahmid. But in the case of Tamun, they told him, whatever they told him, they told him, let's say Mutar. So what's to be Mahmid? They didn't say, it's Asur, but for you it's a, 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 a stringency. So then why did David Amelech, what does this mean, Velo Avalish, Tota, didn't want to drink the water? If it was the case of Tamun, Daesh. Says the law Amrinu Mishemayu, which means the Sanhedrin 
they did not say the halacha in the name of who they heard it from. Which means he did not follow the Sanhedrin. It seems he sent his Giburim to the Sanhedrin to ask the question. Correct? And what happened? He didn't want to follow the Sanhedrin through Thomas Mutar. Amar, Krach mekubedani mebed dinosh shemol arambat. They have a tradition from Shemuel. Kola moser atzmo lamut adavet Torah. En omrim devar halacha mishemo. What's the tradition? Anybody that's moser atzmo lamut adavet Torah that risks his life for the vret Torah. En omrim devar halacha mishemo. You don't say a halacha in his name. What does this mean over here? So he explains over here. We know that. A person cannot study Torah unless he's willing to give up his life for it. So this is about he's learning Torah bedochak. He's learning Torah under great pressure. You're not supposed to put yourself in danger to learn Torah. Wow. If a person risks his life for the Torah, it's not a good thing. Because the Torah says, "Vahaybev, just to live, to put your physical life in danger for the Torah, that already is not something that's ra'uy." Shemikvachu masar atzmo lamut en lo hayut, that Torah is hayut, and that we don't want the Torah mishmo. Correct. So therefore, these guys over here, these giborim, it seemed they had to go back to Beit Lechem to ask the Sanhedrin a sheila. They risked their lives for such a sheila. So when they came back, they said, "We asked the Sanhedrin." I'm not following this halakha. You risk your life to ask a shaylan halakha. We don't risk your life. Torah says v'hay b'hay. So therefore, I guess he asked them, assuming it's not going to be sakana. When he found out that it was sakana, that they put themselves to get, the, to get back to the to come back to Pilishtim camp to get this answer. You put yourself in danger for no reason. You risk your life. I have a tradition. And obrim devar halakha mishemo. That's it. So therefore, he 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 he, he was uh, strict on himself. He says sheloshet geburim shayu basadeh melchama ve'alo ayu shikuim b'shkidat haTorah halchudesh ol halacha lo ayu az bedalgat debekut hamatira lenekanes sakana. Can it seem certain people that are on a high spiritual level are allowed to do that? But David saw that these three geburim were not on the spiritual level that they're holding already on high levels to put themselves in Sakana for the Torah. Maybe some are learning Torah 24 hours a day, Hasidah Kaddishah, it's not a story. But they didn't have the Eter. So he says, you put yourself in danger? Who are you to put yourself in danger for such a halakha? Therefore, he didn't want to follow it. Even though they came out, he said, Tamun Ba'esh Mutar. I don't hear what you're saying. Kamsi Gabran says, Ba'yasech Otam Nashim. Literally means he poured the water for God. According to the two pirushim, Mishum Da'avad Nashem Shamayim, because he was Mahmir, meaning what? He didn't want to take the hetter uh, of a king, so therefore it says he took the water and gave it to God, meaning he was Mahmir, like he gave the uh, sacrifice to God. However, but according to the third interpretation, that the whole reason why he didn't accept Allah is because the Giburim put themselves in danger, what does it mean he gave the water to God? 
Bishlam, he himself was Mahmir on himself, not to burn the fields down of the Pilishtim, or not to eat the, uh, let his animals eat. He's Mahmir, as he gave it to God. But in the case where he didn't want to follow the Giborim, because they didn't, uh, they put themselves in danger, what does it mean he gave it to God? Says the Amrinu Meshemad Gemara. The Kavara means over here. He said these halachot in the names of the rabbis of the Bet Hamidrash, and he did not mention the name of the person that he heard it from. What does that mean? He explains over here. Right. When somebody asked him, David, what's the halakha of Tamun? He said, the rabbis of the Sanhedrin said, Mutar. He disregarded the Giborim as even being the adversaries because he felt the hell they did wrong. So, he was Hashem Shemaim, even in that, that he did not give the credit to the halakha to those that brought it to him wrongly. He accredited the halachat to the members of the Sanhedrin. That's what it means. He was Lashem Shamayim, even in that as well. Amen. Amen. Amen.